0: Welcome to Thrive 1110. Today we are talking about a year in retrospect and talking about what's coming next for season two of Thrive 1110. Stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome again to Thrive 1110. This is the show where you get Bible-friendly, practical tips on business and money so you can thrive. And as you thrive, remember the Lord your God who He's the one enabling you to thrive in whatever activity you're doing, whether you're in ministry or in business, and be an agent of transformation helping advance his kingdom wherever you are, in your family, in your community, and in your city. I'm Bold Kere, your host, and uh, you can catch up on previous episodes of Thrive 1110 by going on the chri.ca website or thrive1110.ca, that's Thrive 1110 dot.ca, um, and uh, you can also catch up on uh, those episodes by going on um, your favorite podcast outlet like Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, etc. So, like I was saying in the beginning, today is just. Um, um, I want to. I want to review the year, this first season that we've had because it's it's been a year. That Thrive Eleven Ten exists, and uh, if you've been following, you've been hearing uh, Thrive Eleven Ten on the radio or on your favorite podcast outlet every every week, and on Chri every Monday at nine a.m. And uh, it's been a year, and I just wanted to take some time today to um, to uh, review that year and, and tell you about some of the things that are coming up in season two of thrive 1110 so um you won't necessarily uh hear the all the same like insights and tips today well we don't know maybe maybe you will but uh yeah let's i'm just totally depending on what um what holy spirit says and uh and uh, we'll see how this uh how this show goes today all right so yeah so we started thrive 1110 um about a year ago and the reason thrive 1110 exists is really to uh, to help equip help give insights to you out there listening you who are entrepreneurs or think of being an entrepreneur one day you who are a leader in a ministry in a nonprofit even in a church it's it's just to maybe give you these Tips. These practical tips that you can, uh, for most of them, just take away and apply so that it makes a difference in your organization and so that you can thrive. And those key things, actually, those practical tips, many of them you could... Um, actually also apply them to your personal life. It doesn't need, you don't need to be a business owner or an entrepreneur or a ministry leader. But these are things that if you go back and listen to the episodes, that you can also apply to your personal life. So uh, Thrive 1110 is really all about serving you um, in the sense where uh, it is called to help you thrive. It is called to help you thrive by providing you insights and tips that you can use right away. And why? The why is simply because of Proverbs 11.10. And that's where Thrive 11.10 is coming from. It's because of Proverbs 11.10. And what does Proverbs 11.10 say? It says that when the righteous prosper... The city rejoices. And I talked about this at the very beginning of the show, and I'm going to take a little bit of time to talk about it again today um, and then continue with the rest of the the retrospect uh, for the year and what's upcoming for season two. So Proverbs 11.10 says, When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. Well, number one, in that verse, when it is talking about the righteous, in today's day and age, that's you and I. Because if you believe in Christ, you are actually God's righteous. It doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter if you think you're a good person or not. It doesn't matter if you believe, um, that you, you, you are doing good things or making the right choices. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're still in bondage uh, to any particular addiction. You are the righteous. And why? It's simply because of Christ. Because your righteousness comes from Christ. See, in ourselves, we can really never be righteous. Even if we think we're good people and, um, and doing things right, we can never measure up to God's standard because God's standard requires perfect obedience, requires perfect holiness in thoughts, in action, um, and in speech. And, and we cannot measure up to that. Go back to the Old Testament and, and review, if you, if you will, all the laws that the Israelites were required to, um, to obey to. They weren't able to meet up to that. Did that mean that the law was wrong? No. It was just a way to say, hey, like, I'm God and I am a holy God and I require holiness. Now, if you don't If you can't be as holy as I require, just accept accept Jesus. I have a plan uh, to really fill in for your weakness. So if you've accepted Jesus, Jesus Christ, as your Savior and as your Lord, it means you have been justified. Why? Simply because God is no longer looking at your flaws and judging you based on your flaws, he is looking at you through what Jesus accomplished for you. And Jesus accomplished many things, actually way beyond redeeming us from sin and reconciling us from God. And we we I don't want to go into that right now because that would be a, a solid teaching in itself right now, but Jesus accomplished so many things and part of what he did is to make righteousness available to us if we place our faith in Him, if we actually accept what He did, if we believe in Him. So when in Proverbs 11.10 it says, the righteous, uh, When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. The righteous is you. Now when it talks about the righteous prosper, we're not talking about prosperity gospel here, even though I I I, um, I want to be careful here because I would prefer a, a, a gospel that talks about prosperity and wants my prosperity than a gospel that wants the opposite for me. But it is not about a prosperity gospel because there's sometimes this negative connotation with the word prosperity because of obviously the abuse that um, we've seen in the body of Christ with this word and the twisting of the gospel in regards to prosperity. But really, prosperity is your well-being and it's the abundant life that Christ came for you to have. And John 10.10 says that. He came that you may have life and life in abundance. And that's what prosperity is. So it's not just talking about material things. It's not just talking about um, um, money or or cars or house or whatever. Not that these things are bad. They are not bad uh, because God himself says uh, in the book of Timothy, that he gives us these things for our enjoyment. So God is not against you having car and having uh riches and uh and uh, functioning that way. But prosperity is not simply or just about material things. It's also about your spiritual well like growth, spiritual well-being, your emotional, um uh, mental, physical Uh, body so it's actually your entire your complete salvation because when we come to christ um, our spirit is regenerated you know that we are spirit soul and body so when we come to christ the part that comes alive is our spirit being but our soul Meaning all the patterns that we knew before, the ways we think, the ways we we process information, or our body if we are healthy or not, if we have good, um, um, um healthy lifestyles or not. Soul and body are not necessarily regenerated, are not necessarily saved when we come to Christ. So, and that's why Romans twelve two says, uh, "Be transformed." by the renewing of your mind, because when we come to Christ, there's still a transformation process that needs to take place. There's still the salvation of our emotions, our will, if if I can put it that way, and also our body that becomes the temple of God, the temple of Holy Spirit, our individual body and our collective body as a church. But uh, in this case, I'm really talking about you and uh, prosperity means complete salvation from a to z not just your spirit but in your soul and in your body and that encompasses everything financially materially emotionally physically so that is prosperity and i like what is wrote in uh, in um, what is written in the in the book uh, in one of um, the epistles of john let me let me try and find it just came to mind but i I want to find it um, and read it. Um, so let me try and I'm just uh, trying to find the passage here in my Bible, and uh, it's in um, it's in third John, it's in third John chapter one verse two, and it says, um, "Dear friend, I hope all is well with you." And that you are as healthy in body as you're strong in spirit. That's a new living translation. If I read another translation, it says, um, Beloved, I pray that in every way you may prosper and enjoy good health as your soul also prospers. And um, if I read another translation, it says, Beloved, I pray that all, meaning all, All may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. So um, it is plain to see that prosperity, everything going well in your life, is the will of God for you. It doesn't matter what you hear left or right. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are, but we know plainly from the Bible, from the scriptures, that His will for you is that you prosper. And coming back to that Proverbs 11.10 verse, which is really uh, one of the foundations for this show, Thrive 11.10, we are talking about when the righteous prosper. So you are the righteous. It's His will that you prosper. And what happens is really the key thing here. When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. So when you prosper, not only things go well for you all around, not just spiritually, but emotionally and physically, etc. But it has an impact on the city. So if your well-being doesn't help people around you, people in your community, Get better and live better and be happier. There is something to be investigated. There's something to, um, yeah, to be to be looked into. Simply, so when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. And you know, this word rejoices in that specific verse is is not a rejoice like we are uh, used to. Uh, where it's just happiness, and we're happy, and we laugh, and and these types of things. Yes, these are rejoicing, um, but it appears a few times in the Bible, about eight times, that word, that specific word, rejoices in this in this passage of Proverb Proverbs eleven ten. And just to give you a sense of what it means, another place it appears is in the story of of Hannah in in, uh, the book of Samuel. Hannah is this woman who couldn't have a child, and she was uh, the mockery of um, the other spouse of her husband because she couldn't have a child. And she had prayed for a long time, and she wanted to have a child, not just because she wanted to have a child, because back in those days, having a child, it meant a lot. Probably way more than than what it means for us today to have children. Back then, children were really a blessing. Were really your insurance. Were really an honor. Um, it 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 was a huge deal to have children. Let alone when your husband uh, has another spouse, another wife, and uh, she has children, and you don't have children. It's it's really a terrible thing. It was really a terrible thing back in those days. Um, so Hannah w- couldn't have children. She was she was asking God for for a child, and she's been doing that for a long time. And at one point in the scriptures, it talks about the fact that she was praying, and um, the um, the priest back then thought she was she was drunk simply because of the way she was praying and the way it is written even in the scriptures you couldn't even sometimes hear a sound it was such a deep longing for her to have a child and she made a vow the vow was to really dedicate this child to god when Like he, he, like if God, if God really gave her a son, a child, and, and she would dedicate, um, she would consecrate that child to God. And God answered her prayer. And it is written that she rejoiced when God answered her prayer. So picture this type of rejoicing that comes after years of wanting to have a child, suffering from all kinds of mockeries and all kinds of anxiety and questions. And it says she rejoiced. So this is the kind of rejoicing that the city does when the righteous, when you, prosper that your family does when you prosper that your community does when you prosper let's get practical bold let's get practical and to start this let's get practical section i'm going to just make a prayer believe with me that the god that is your god has not forgotten about your case Maybe in your case, it's not a a child. Maybe it is a child. Maybe it is a, a child that you're praying for this child to come back to the Lord. Maybe it is a project or a business that you want to give birth to. And you've wanted to do that for a long time, but it seems like roads are being blocked and doors are being closed. I want to pray with you. And I want you to agree with me. Whatever it is, maybe it's a sickness. Sickness is not the will of God for you. He actually died so that you won't be sick. Now, I can't explain why some people get sick and some others not. And I can't explain why um, some people get healed and some others not. It is too complex of a subject. But all I know is that the Bible tells me that God is not the author of sickness. What kind of father would that be that takes pleasure in punishing or or sending sickness on his children just to teach them a lesson? So no matter how you slice it, sickness is not from God. But So anyway, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm taking off on another tangent there. Um, If... You have a need right now, something that you've you've wanted for a long time to, to do, to see take place in your life. I want you to agree with me, and I'm going to pray and um, believe that the prayer, according to the will of God for you, has already been answered as we pray, which means believe that you'll see that answer come to manifestation, come to be real, visible in your life. So whether it's a child that you want, and you've been wanting that for a long time, it's making you suffer. Whether you have children that have left Christianity, that have left faith, For one reason or another, it's causing grief to you, your children's lifestyle. And you're praying for them to come back to God. Maybe it's a business, a project that you want to give birth to, and it seems like you're never getting to do that. Maybe it's a sickness that you're fighting. And again, this is not your sickness but you're fighting the sickness. There's a huge distinction here. Don't appropriate yourself the sickness. It is not yours. It is not your portion. It is not your inheritance. And I don't care if somebody tells, yeah, yeah, yeah. God uses bad things in our life to teach us things or maybe to turn it into ultimate good for us, but God is not sending sickness to you. He is not this type of father. Let's pray in faith. Father, I want to pray right now for every person listening and agreeing in prayer with me at this moment for these things in their lives that they want to see happening these changes these transformations these births or rebirths their longing after that they want to see and i want to say that nothing is impossible to you father nothing is impossible to you we believe in the finished work of Christ. And we believe that we are beloved children of yours. Not just redeemed children, but uh, redeemed people, but we are your children. We have been adopted into your royal family. So we don't want to walk with a mentality of being defeated. We don't want to take in and accept the lies of the enemy right now concerning our faith, our life, our circumstances. We reject those lies right now in the name of Jesus. And we say, Lord, your will is that we prosper because it has an impact Beyond us. So we pray. That every child listening now. Prospers. Whether it is business related. Family related. Relationships. Financial. Whatever it is. We are believing. And saying yes. To what you have already done. We say yes to healing. We say yes to provision. We say yes to uh, fertility, being able to have children. We say yes to being fruitful, being productive. We say yes to growing instead of shrinking. We say yes to thriving because it's not simply about us, but it is about you, and what you are after in this world. It is about your kingdom expanding. It is about the eruption of your kingdom on this earth. That's why we pray that your will be done and your kingdom come. Let it be through us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, help us cast aside doubt. Cast aside those thoughts that are coming and and try to grip us and paralyze us and and, 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 and keep us in bondage and keep us in fear. Help us cast away those thoughts Thoughts And those things that come and try to make us waver and be double-minded. We don't want to be double-minded. We want to stick to believing in what you have already done for us. And we believe that we will see it. Each and every person connected right now will see it. In the precious name, in the precious name of Jesus Christ, not as a formula, but because we know it's in His will, because we know He wants that for us, because we know that what we are praying is in line with your word, with His character. So we say, in the name of Jesus, Amen. All right, if, you, if you've if you prayed this, if you agreed with me in praying this, watch out the things that come. Maybe you'd be surprised to see divine healing. Maybe you'd be surprised to see some breakthroughs What I'm asking simply is, if you see God has done something for you, just send me a quick message. Go to thrive1110.ca, thrive1110.ca, and send me a message. Even if you haven't seen this thing get manifested, and you're like, bold, I believe and I agree with you for whatever I prayed for just send me a message so I can keep praying for you. So I can keep supporting you with the people that pray with me. And, uh, we want to give all the glory to God. All right. So I started off wanting to, uh, talk about a year in review and, uh, and um, I wanted to start talking about uh, why Thrive 11.10 exists. And then it, it took us the entire episode because we are running out of time for this episode. So I'm going to continue this year in retrospect in a part two. Um, so tune in next week as I recap this year and tell you about the exciting things and exciting opportunities for you coming in season two of Thrive 11.10. So go and do it. Believe him and do everything that you know is good for you by his grace. Things that you've learned in this episode. Go ahead and do it. It's in your hands. We'll support you. So take courage and do it. I know you can do it. We are at the end of our time today. And uh, I want to say thank you for being faithful. Thank you for tuning in, listening, sending me those encouraging messages. I am Bold Carey, and you've been listening to Thrive 1110. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.